The Pentagon has confirmed that a U.S. congressional delegation flew into Taiwan Tuesday night on a military plane. This delegation is believed to have paid a call at the presidential office Wednesday morning. So far, Taiwan and U.S. officials have kept mum about the details on the group's itinerary or the length of their stay. In an off-camera media briefing, Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby stressed that the visit was, quote, routine and in line with U.S. commitments under the Taiwan Relations Act. On Wednesday morning, a minibus with a MOFA license plate rolled up to the presidential office. According to sources, the bus and its convoy were transporting a congressional delegation that arrived unannounced Tuesday evening. The delegation was scheduled to attend meetings with President Tsai Ing-wen and the National Security Council. Regarding the Taiwan visit of U.S. senators and members of Congress, the itinerary was arranged by the American Institute in Taiwan. We at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs provided the necessary administrative assistance to the visitors. The delegation arrived on a U.S. C-4 Clipper military transport plane. The plane had departed from Manila Tuesday evening and landed at Taipei's Songshan Air Force Base. Reports say the delegation includes four Republican senators, including Mike Lee and John Cornyn, who recently introduced the Taiwan Deterrence Act. There are also two House representatives, aides, one colonel and one lieutenant. All in all, 13 people are in the delegation. Both Washington and the Taiwan government have been tight-lipped on the details of the visit. U.S. congressional delegation reportedly arrived in Taipei earlier today. Could you confirm the report? I will refer you to that uh, congressional delegation. As you know, delegations from our Congress uh, often do uh, travel overseas, but uh, we'll leave it to them to uh, characterize their trip. Meanwhile, U.S. Department of Defense Press Secretary John Kirby confirmed that a congressional delegation was indeed visiting Taiwan. Kirby said it was not uncommon for such delegations to be transported in military aircraft. He said the visit was in line with the U.S.'s obligations under the Taiwan Relations Act. As they continue their visit shrouded in mystery, the U.S. delegation is drawing attention with their every move. Staying on the visit, China has denounced the presence of U.S. congressmen in Taipei. Its defense ministry released a statement of opposition just hours after the delegation landed. China's Taiwan Affairs Office also cried foul during a press briefing on Wednesday. Let's hear what the office's spokeswoman had to say. We firmly oppose any form of official and military interactions between the U.S. and China's Taiwan region. We urge certain U.S. congressmen to refrain from sending wrong signals to Taiwan secessionists, which will only further damage peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait. The Democratic Progressive Party authorities' pursuit of secession by relying on the U.S. is doomed to fail. The interactions between Taiwan and the U.S. are conducive to all aspects of mutual assistance and cooperation. With regard to the various mutual visits between friends, we respect them and we will make proper arrangements in accordance to the wishes of both parties. China also staged a combat readiness drill in the Taiwan Strait on Tuesday. The exercise was announced by the PLA's Eastern Theater Command, and it coincided with the arrival of the U.S. delegation in Taipei. Indonesian migrant workers may be allowed into Taiwan as early as next week. 
They have been banned from entry since December 2020 after a surge of COVID cases in Indonesia. Now the labor ministry says it's agreed with a plan with Indonesia to prioritize entry for fully vaccinated workers. However, Taiwan's borders won't stay open for long. Workers will need to arrive on or before December 14th before the entry ban is reintroduced to free up quarantine space over Spring Festival. The Ministry of Labor has been in talks with Indonesia over reopening Taiwan's borders to Indonesian migrant workers. According to their plan, priority for entry will be given to workers who are fully vaccinated. Arrivals must also provide proof of a negative PCR test. Brokers may get their license suspended if workers test positive for COVID after arrival. Borders may open as early as next week. I applied to employ one last year, but it's all been waiting and waiting since. I keep asking, but the answer I always get is that they are just not allowed in. There really isn't enough manpower in Taiwan. Some people really do have a great need for it. They might even need a caregiver 24 hours a day. Since the ban, no migrant workers have been allowed to enter Taiwan, and so the only option has been to wait it out. Every day, people call us asking when the government is going to open up the border. In the initial phase of the entry program, Indonesian migrant workers will be allowed to enter up until December 14th. After that, borders will close again to open up quarantine capacity for Taiwan expats over Spring Festival. Entry will resume on February 15, 2022. Brokers say it will be a challenge to bring in sufficient workers before December 15th. One problem is that visas issued last year have already expired, so brokers will need to reapply. Another issue is that quarantine capacity may be tight in December. To make matters worse, training centers for workers will be operating at just 50% capacity. The website for booking beds at quarantine centers refreshes at 10 a.m. We're ready at 9.59, but as soon as you enter the page, the computer freezes. The thing is that last year we had made all the decisions and we had selected one, but then we had to wait a whole year. We were full of anticipation, but then unexpectedly all these adjustments to staffing came. It's really been a hassle. Brokers urged the government to finalize its entry program soon so that they can begin the paperwork needed to bring migrant workers into Taiwan. Taiwan has signed a letter of intent to buy a COVID-19 treatment pill called Molnupiravir. In clinical trials, the drug cut the likelihood of hospitalization and death by half in patients with mild to moderate COVID. Let's hear from the CECC. We're expecting to purchase enough doses for 10,000 patients, but the treatment still needs to be approved for emergency use by Taiwan's FDA. Experts will also incorporate the drug into treatment guidelines. The spokesman said that the drug will need to obtain emergency use authorization from Taiwan's FDA before it can be used in a clinical setting. Earlier this month, the UK became the world's first country to authorize use of Malnupiravir, which was developed by the US-based Merck and Ridgeback Biotherapeutics.
Statistics show there are over 2 million people living with diabetes in Taiwan. But did you know that loss of sight is one of the extreme symptoms of the disease? Although most diabetes patients will not lose their eyesight, the rate of blindness for diabetes patients is higher than average. We spoke to nutritionists and doctors to learn how people with diabetes can manage their condition. Black rice, vegetables, cheese, and tuna to replace red meat. Wrapped up in a seaweed blanket, this lunch is part of the blood pressure relieving DASH diet. As the weather cools, shifts in temperature can spike your blood pressure, but your diet can help. One of the key things about the DASH diet is it's rich in potassium and fiber, as well as high calcium and high magnesium foods. Its main feature is that it can reduce your cholesterol as well as your saturated fatty acid intake. People with blood pressure issues can easily be affected by a quick drop in temperature. For people with diabetes, their blood sugar levels can fluctuate as well, which, if unregulated, can cause kidney problems. In the worst case, complications like macular degeneration can lead to blindness, but diabetes Diabetes can be asymptomatic at first. In the early stages of diabetes, if you have just a slight macular generation, your eyesight won't be affected, so you won't be able to tell. We can only detect it through fundus imaging. Diabetes is one of the biggest causes of blindness in Taiwan, with diabetes patients losing their sight at 20 times the average rate. The longer the patient has diabetes, the higher chance of developing complications. If you have diabetes for 10 years, there's a 10% chance of macular degeneration. After 15 years, a 30% chance. After 20 years, an 80% chance. Diabetes patients should have regular eye checkups while controlling their blood sugar, limiting their consumption of fat, salt and sugar, eating plenty of fiber, and exercising regularly. Weight control, regular tests and medication are all necessary. There are 146 health centers in Taipei City offering tests, and the city's Department of Health urges all diabetes patients to get tested regularly, which can greatly reduce the risks of sight loss. Taipei City plans to open extra clinics that will make it easier to get a COVID vaccine. From November 13th to 24th, 23 city hospitals will offer vaccines to people who don't have a booking on the CECC's official website. Those who want a vaccine can register directly with a participating hospital. Let's get the details from a city official. Say that you weren't able to book a vaccine on the website or if you'd never sign up for a wait list. Each hospital will provide accommodations based on their circumstances. Each hospital has a different quantity of vaccine. Some hospitals will be able to administer all four vaccines to registrants. If you have an emergency need for a vaccine or if you can't register at a hospital since a limited number of slots is on offer, to serve people in these circumstances, we've arranged for 15 clinics to offer walk-in vaccination services. Taipei will also open 15 clinics that provide vaccines on a walk-in basis. These clinics include the Fu Fu Activity Center in Wanhua and the National Taiwan Science Education Center in Shiling. Taiwan chipmaker TSMC has confirmed two major investment projects. The firm will team up with its client Sony to build a semiconductor plant in Japan's Kumamoto City. 
TSMC plans to invest an initial 7 billion US dollars or about 194 billion NT for a majority stake in the joint venture. In its second project, TSMC plans to spend 239 billion NT on a new wafer plant in Kaohsiung. Japan Media broke the news. TSMC has finalized its plan to build a chip factory with Sony Semiconductor Solutions, a wholly owned subsidiary of TSMC client Sony. TSMC will invest 7 billion US dollars, while Sony will spend 500 million US dollars for 20% equity. Construction is slated to start next year, with mass production to begin by the end of 2024. The plant is expected to create 1,500 jobs. It's set to have a monthly production capacity of 45,000 12-inch wafers. To a certain extent, I feel that TSMC is very happy to accept Sony's joint investment in this venture. Sony will be bringing out some of its best-kept trade secrets. In deciding to pair up with Sony, TSMC is shifting from its pattern of wholly-owned investments in China and the U.S. Its goal may not only be to deepen its relationship with its client, but also to gain access to Japan's leading-edge auto electronics. On Tuesday, TSMC announced that it also plans to build a factory in Kaohsiung at the former site of a CPC refinery in Nancy district. It plans to spend more than 239.4 billion NT on production for 7 and 28 nanometer processors in Kaohsiung. Construction will start next year, with mass production expected in 2024. TSMC's Kaohsiung plant will be closely connected to its Nanke plant. The two will form a so-called circle of prosperity. There will be a clustering effect. But news of TSMC's new ventures failed to lift its stock price. On Wednesday, the chipmaker opened flat at 611 NT. It hit 608 NT at its lowest point before recovering to close at 612 NT. The broader market moved slightly higher after opening before retreating to an intraday low of 17,494 points and closing roughly flat. Today, most Asia stocks perform poorly. Taiwan shares opened flat before hitting a bit of volatility. The analyst said that based on October revenues, many Taiwan stocks are still undervalued. But he warned of volatility ahead, saying that Wall Street may be reaching the end of its record run. With little room left for U.S. stocks to climb, he said, Taiwan traders should take steps to mitigate the risk. Eleven products powered by the Internet of Things are on display at the exhibition held by the Industrial Technology Research Institute, a.k.a. ETRI. These products were developed with support from the government's IoT Integrated Service Center, which helps Taiwan businesses adopt big data, cloud technologies and edge computing. The exhibition will be held online until November 17th. Using Internet of Things sensors and time-lapse cameras, this management solution integrates weather station data and real-time field data to make farming smart. 
We have a good R&D team, which includes the Industrial Technology Research Institute and includes the Institute for Information Industry. We have a good work environment and we have good logistical resources. What we'd like to do with this platform is to link all of that together so that businesses interested in doing the Internet of Things or even artificial intelligence of things can come here for one-stop services and achieve their desired goals. The IoT Integrated Service Center is a one-stop platform for hardware design and manufacturing services services. It's directed by the Industrial Development Bureau and managed by eTree. It provides resources in technical development and commercialization to help domestic startups and small and medium-sized enterprises use the Internet of Things to upgrade their business. Over the past four years, the center has supported more than 200 success stories, driving more than 1.7 billion NT in output value. For the second phase of our development, we're now collaborating with Taiwan's largest business association, the Taiwan Electrical and Electronic Manufacturers Association. Our hope is that through the association and its members, we can put this platform out there so that more of Taiwan's electrical and electronics-related businesses will use it to transform themselves or even to make new investments. The Internet of Things is one of the world's most promising rising technologies. Particularly when integrated with 5G, it has tremendous application potential, whether in industrial operations, education, transport, medical care, self-driving cars, smart medical care or smart production. At the exhibition, the 11 products on display include applications in smart care, smart living and smart manufacturing. The event is also a chance for sharing and exchanges so that businesses can forge partnerships that expand and their commercial opportunities. The Ministry of Culture has unveiled incentives to encourage spending at museums, art galleries and craft boutiques. People who make purchases at participating venues can enter lotteries for collectible art pieces. Formosa News reporter Stephanie Yang has the details. More than 3 million people have won art fund vouchers, which are worth 600 NT each. They can be used from November 10th till April 30th, 2022. To encourage more spending in the traditional arts sector, the culture minister has announced a lottery for art pieces. Spend your art fund vouchers, your quintuple stimulus vouchers, or even cash at participating venues, and you'll be entered in the lottery. There will be a total of three drawings held on November 30th, next February, and next May. Winners bring home treasures donated by master craftsmen. Actually, the focus of the event is not the art fund vouchers. The focus is on quintuple stimulus vouchers. If you use quintuple stimulus vouchers at our craft venues, you can participate in the lottery. The value of the prizes is very high because these are master's works. Although they are not originals, they still have immense value as collectibles. In addition, people who use vouchers at art galleries, museums and local cultural centers around Taiwan will be entered into two lottery draws that will be held next year. The prizes include Huang Tu Sui's water buffaloes and copies of masterpieces by artists including Zhu Ming. Museums will also offer their own incentives to voucher spenders. Our art fund voucher event involves checking in at four museums. As long as you visit the memorial hall, we will give you a mask like this. We printed masks based on works by Li Mei Shu. We have six types of masks. 
Last year, fewer people used their art fund vouchers at art galleries, museums and craft stores. But these venues were seriously affected by the epidemic. We carefully assessed the program and of course we found some structural issues. One is that the art fund voucher is worth 600 NT, which is perfect for two people going to see a movie. They just need to throw in a little extra cash. But it's harder to use that voucher to buy craft art or paintings. Cultural Minister Li Yongde said that last year's art fund coupons were well received, but most of the consumption went into publishing, film and performing arts. In comparison, spending was low at craft boutiques, art galleries and museums. This year, the ministry hopes its incentives will encourage spending at all venues hurt by the pandemic. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Zhong Shuhui in Taipei. A new study by a Taiwanese university says pens could be more hazardous for your health than you realize, particularly for children. Researchers suggest taking care over which types of pens they use and how they use them. The main focus of the study was a group of harmful chemicals called total volatile organic compounds, or TVOCs, which many pens emit. Experts suggest that kids should stay away from certain pens and enjoy drawing in a well-ventilated space. A carefree child draws a picture. Stationery, such as magic markers and glue, sit on the table. When the caps are off, you can smell their distinctive piquant smell. That's the telltale sign of TVOCs in the atmosphere. She says it smells because sometimes she picks up adults' pens. I tell her to use her own pens. When we breathe in TVOCs, it may in the short term be a stimulant or feel uncomfortable. Over the long term, it can cause problems for the respiratory system or concerns about carcinogens, among other things. The research team tested children's stationery specifically. They found that when a marker pen or whiteboard pen's lid is taken off, the TVOC levels inside the room will exceed legal limits within 30 minutes. For magic markers, it's even worse. In 20 minutes, TVOC levels will reach 138.37 ppms, which is 247 times the legal limit. Experts say you should make sure to put the lid back on a pen as soon as possible. Children should use water-based or dry stationery where possible. For example, watercolor paints or colored pencils, which are safer than oil-based pens. For sticking things together, double-sided tape and glue sticks are the best, for they are low VOC products. When you use white glue, atmospheric TVOCs will soar to 64 times the legal limit within 15 minutes. When children are drawing, the ventilation must be adequate. Also, every child is happy to make a piece of art and wants to take it home to share with everyone. But we have tested and we might recommend that they leave it at school that night and take it home the next day. Parents are advised to keep the room well aired and to leave artwork somewhere out of the way for a day. That way, the TVOCs will evaporate, leaving the drawing safe as well as delightful. Well, the first snowfall of the season fell early Wednesday on Xueshan, Taiwan's second highest mountain. Sleet was recorded at Taiwan's tallest mountain of Yushan, as well as at Hehuanshan in Nantou. At Xueshan, snow began to fall at around 6 in the morning, brought by heavy moisture and the chill of northeasterly winds. Forecasters expect low temperatures to continue nationwide throughout Thursday, with lows of 13 to 15 degrees in the early early morning. The weather is expected to warm briefly over the weekend before another spell of wet winter chill sets in next week.